0: US podcast with gage and mike this is gage the philosopher and this is mike the farmer
1: welcome back everybody as you can probably tell the audio sounds a little bit different um,
0: borderline shitty
1: yeah the laptop that we do all this on and have our software and run our microphones through the interface uh, the laptop no longer works so we're recording through the cell phone. Yeah, shit the
0: bed, so we've got to improvise, over and improvise adapt, and overcome. Survival mm-hmm. of the fittest. Yeah, so, uh, hope this will not be a permanent thing, but it's just going to have to do for now, because even, uh, we had a podcast recorded already that we were going to post, and we can't even get to that one, so.
1: Yeah, we thought we were being smart being a week ahead, and. We didn't think all that through. We did not expect the unexpected. Yep. It's our (laughs) own fault. (laughs) So if any of you rich fellas out there want to donate a laptop... Nope. (laughs) Alright.
0: Oh, shit. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and start with our quotes. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead. Uh, Mine's by Ben Franklin again. Surprised yeah I know right but it's a uh, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom as nations become corrupt and vicious, they have more need of masters. who has more needs of masters? the people as they become more corrupt
1: hmm. but
0: virtuous people don't fall into that that's just what benefits. I was always going to quote well it's more than things you know virtuous people tend to go with morality
1: well, you got principles to stand by no matter
0: what you're not just going to fall for it yeah where somebody that's corrupted or you know and all that is going to be more likely to be influenced by somebody mm-hmm. I agree with
1: that And when you got certain principles and you have the virtue to stand next to it and to do what's right and uphold yourself, you're not gonna just change with anything that's happening.
0: You're not gonna grab at the first shiny thing that dangles in front of your face. You know? Yeah.
1: And that's something that's drastically lacking in our society, is virtue. Courage,
0: bravery, truth, integrity. Truth being a big one, there's a lot of a lot of lying, a lot of cheating, everything like that going on. Yeah, people just want to be right. Depravity. Yeah, and it's sad. Good. That's a good quote. I thought so. Ben Franklin's always in there for a good quote. Do you ever need a quote for anything? Go, to, go for Ben Franklin. He's got a lot of good ones. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, he does. Yeah. So, my my quote is more of a food-for-thought one. And I'll explain after I I give the quote. Um, It's by William Shakespeare. Old Billy Shakespeare. (laughs) Here it is. Quote, Nothing is either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. End quote. And... And that's a tricky one, I think, because in a way, it's absolutely true. Like, a um, uh, tree falls down. Like, okay, well, the fact is the tree fell down. Yeah. But how you interpret it and how you perceive it, your own thinking, you can make it either oh, well, good, finally got that tree down, or this gives opportunity for this, or even just neutral shrug. All right, well, we got a tree to take down. Or you're like, this is terrible, everything's ruined, and you're pissed off. So it's like, okay, in that way, it is true. But how far do you take that? Because obviously we would think there are some things in life that are fundamentally just
0: bad. Yeah, I mean, but I'd say it more relates to the... uh the things that can either be a minor inconvenience or or something that's really not you know it's or it's not bad really at all. Like a tree falls down in your yard Did it hurt nothing. No, not really. But you gotta go out and cut it up and get it out of the yard so you can mow around. Mow there, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, you might be pissed off because you gotta go out and clean it up. But it's good to be like, well, now I ain't gotta worry about falling on somebody being out there. Right. I mean, so...
1: Whether it pisses you off or not, in a way, that's your choice. Yeah, that's what I was
0: getting at. I mean, it all depends on what light you look at it through. And... If you you look, like I said, if you look at it as like, oh, fuck, now I gotta go cut that piece of shit up, you know, and blah, 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 Then then you're mad, angry, and everything, where if you look at it like, well, at least it fell when nobody was out there and around it, you know? Yeah.
1: And then you could take it really far, as an example... To where you could like, and I bring this up because I'm going to talk about a movie I just saw. But say human trafficking is yeah, it's just human trafficking. It's not neither good nor bad. But I'm thinking, and for these reasons, it's bad. So I think it's wrong. But if you take out your thinking and you take out your thoughts about it, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that true? <sighs> <laughs> Like, logically, in a way, it is true. So if you had no thoughts about it, it just is what it is.
0: Yeah. You can't help but think
1: there's something fundamental in life where it just is wrong. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, that quote, I'd say was more, I mean, it's more along the lines for uh, shit that's not extremely serious, like, more along the lines of, like, is it really worth being pissed off about it? or is it really worth being sad over that?
1: I think that's a good practical use, but I think it was meant all around the board because you get into the morality of relativism where morality, what's good and wrong, is strictly relative. It's not fundamental. There is no universal right or wrong.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was never good with Shakespeare. not even in school. Yeah. But
1: leading from that, just as a little add-on, uh, my girlfriend and I went and saw The Sound of Freedom last night. And um just going to throw in there, it's a pretty good movie. And definitely worth worth a watch, especially the uh, after credits.
0: The little message they got. Mm. It's a pretty good movie to go see it. I going to say, my grandparents went and seen it, and they really... They said it was a good movie. And I I haven't watched personally watched the movie, but I've watched a kind of a documentary or something, or an interview really, I guess be more of the terminology for it. Of a a guy was interviewing that Tim Ballard and the actor that plays him in the movie. And it was going through the actual story behind everything and everything like that. It's on YouTube. Can't remember the exact name of it, but I'm sure you could find it. It's it was a really good, really good interview. I work. I would recommend watching that too. Yeah,
1: what's real interesting is the amount of pushback they got before it was even out and after its release.
0: Well, even them AMC Studios, the uh, or not studios, but movie theaters, they're like doing things like not turn the AC on in the, in the theaters and stuff where they're playing that movie and everything. And it's like, why? Yeah yeah why why are you trying why are you trying to make it? Like there's people worse to watch?
1: more messed up screwed up movies they play in there than that.
0: Well, you look at the, the horror movies they play, yeah, I mean, you just look at them I mean they're getting more and more realistic every time one comes out and they ain't exactly kid friendly
1: yeah and and this movie it's not like there's blood and gore and whatever. It's just the mess as it shows how human trafficking works.
0: Well, I think, I, I think the thing that makes makes them all kind of quiver is it's all true. And it's all children. Well, it's all children. And it's all this guy's accounts what he witnessed doing this shit. So for them, it's a big thing, especially if you believe that Hollywood and D.C. and all of them are in, into the sex trafficking of children.
1: Right, so do they not want it to be played because they don't want the message to spread, or are some of the people saying, "No, this is too messed up and twisted because it's real. We shouldn't be showing that." And it's like, "Hey, that's the truth is yeah. hard, and you got to suck it up and not be delusional and just ignore reality. Sometimes reality's screwed up, and you got to face it."
0: Yeah, that's why there's always been that expression: "The truth hurts." Yeah. Because it does. I mean, not everything is fucking gumdrops and rainbows. I mean, there's some sick, twisted fucks out there. Yeah. And they walk among us every day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. I would definitely recommend going and watch it. I'm actually going to try and watch it myself. Here, probably coming up this weekend. I might drag the old lady out and go Go watch it. But even if you don't go watch the movie, at least watch the interview. Yeah, read about it. Because the inter- the interview is chock full of information. It's not as like gripping as like a movie, but it's just if you're in for the information side of things, it's really in, it's really, really good for that. I ain't gonna lie, I kind of got pissed off when I watched that interview. Yeah, when he was talking about what was happening to some of them kids and shit.
1: Yeah, more more slaves today than there's ever been in history, even when it was legal yep and that's labor like we were talking about before almost all our technology clothing everything that all ties into slave labor make them work 10 12
0: hours a day sleep do it again all the mining that's done for the like the electric car batteries and everything your at your cobalt and lithium mines and it ain't done with machines it's done with people Over in Africa.
1: Yep, and just by buying the products for our own convenience and entertainment, we're supporting them. Yep. Myself included.
0: It's hard not to. Yeah. You
1: have to change your whole lifestyle, but, you know, I feel like if we saw some of them kids in person and got to know them... And then you'd have to look at them and say, hey, I really like my comfortable lifestyle. I'm not going to change it. So you're just going to have to keep doing this. Yeah. (laughs) But if it's somewhere else in another country, you don't have to physically see it or talk to them. It's easier to ignore and pretend it's not happening or whatever, that's the way the world is. But it's like, well, it doesn't have to be.
0: (laughs) No, but you are right. I mean, one of the things outside of mind, you know. Maybe that's why they're trying not get the movie out. Yeah, that's very possible. But, you know, which, speak, speaking of technology, uh, we were on yeah. that. That's what the uh, whole thing about today's podcast is about, is about technology. But me and Gabe were talking the other day, and just having uh, not go on the subject of how fast technology advanced, really, when it, especially throughout the, the 20th century. Yeah, yeah, well, ain't the late... The late 19th early 20th century
1: yeah we look. you look through human history you know even before history was recorded and even you know all the way up to 1200's 1500's it's like yeah there is great technology look what the Romans did and all this yeah. stuff we're confused about but when it comes to Electronic technology and some of the mechanical stuff. Um, there wasn't any big great leaps for tens of
0: thousands of years. Well, and actually, when Rome fell, it actually set them back. Yeah, yeah. And I and that's true. That's the truth. I mean, you Rome had running water and bathhouses and all kinds of shit. And then when the western the western part of the empire fell, it set Europe back a few centuries.
1: Yeah. So, we're going to kind of discuss why wasn't, or why all of a sudden this just drastic jump in technology. Why now and not the past tens of thousands of years?
0: Yeah. I mean, it it's insane to me to think about it because for me, being a fire firearms guy. I really liked the aspect of the looking into that. So, And doing my research, okay, the Chinese invented the first gun. They called it Fire Lance. And they invented that in roughly 1000 AD. And it was a muzzleloader and it used a little uh, powder hole that they put a match on and then fire. Well, that same concept was true, and they the only thing used until 1845 when the metallic cartridge was used, invented. So from, 1, 000, say, 1000 AD to 1845, everything was you put powder and a ball down the barrel, and you had some sort of ignition source, whether it be a match lock, a flint lock, a percussion cap, something. But you had to load every single shot down the barrel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But in 1845, because there's 800 and some years there, yeah. where it was the same. Well, the metallic cartridge was invented by a, a Frenchman named Louis Flobert. Okay. Well, and then, it, by 1884, Hiram Maxim invented the first machine gun. So less than forty years after that cartridge invented, we had belt-fed machine guns.
1: Yeah. So why is that? Like, why why that eight hundred years of just pretty much the same?
0: Yeah. What? Because what, that's always my biggest thing is just you have you have nothing. I mean, you had advancements like you had rifling and you had. The different locks. So you had, you went from, you know, touching something hot to the powder, which is a match lock. And then you had a wheel lock, which is like a flint lock, but you got to wind it up. And you had a true flint lock, just smacks a piece of flint against a metal pan and sends sparks and lights it. And then you have a percussion cap. And then all of a sudden it was a metallic cartridge. And as soon as that was invented, it changed everything. As soon as that, you know, in the tail end of the Civil War, you had the Henry repeating rifle that some soldiers were using and everything. And then after that, it just started snowballing and the machine gun.
1: So it just reached to where you found that one little key of innovation we were just snowballed from there yeah
0: well and then what's even more wild than that okay so you have in 1884 that's still you know that's still relatively old style cartridges too that might that black powder or you know very early rifle powder rounds and then by 1919 or 1920 whatever so another 40 years John Moses Browning invented the fucking 50 caliber machine gun. So these are the initial ones. weren't made with real, like, you know. I mean, it was like, it was decent rounds, but like, you know, you think for another forty years, and you had an anti-material machine gun. You know, it's fucking nuts to really think how fast that went.
1: Yeah, and where <laughs> we're at today with like, say, computers.
0: Yeah, yeah, computers is another thing. Was, what was it? The the computer they used to put the man on the moon was only a couple kilobytes. Yeah. And it was the size of a fucking house. The computer the computer was, and then now we have, you know, a hundred and some gigabytes on our phone.
1: <laughs> well then you gotta think if it's continually progressing like that and it's just increasing, right? Say that snowball's rolling faster. What's it gonna be in twenty years? So I yeah. guess this uh Ray Kurzweil, or Kurzweil, in two thousand one, because I guess he's one of the best for predicting technological advances and where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And um, in two thousand one, said that every decade, our overall rate of progress was doubling. Holy oh, shit! So he said we won't experience a hundred years of progress in the twenty first century it will be more like 20,000 years of progress at the current rate that it's at. Yeah, I I
0: don't even know. I don't even know what to say to that, really. That's crazy that they're saying we're basically going through 20,000 years of technological advances in the next century. Man.
1: Yeah, and we're only 15 years into the 21st century. Well, then it was, the article, the yeah, 23. 15, yeah. So you think, okay, if he's pretty accurate that in the 21st century is going to be more like 20,000 years and not 100, and we're on year 23, what's it going to be like in 2090?
0: Yeah, what's it going to be like in 2050?
1: Yeah, we'll still be here. Yeah. This... Hopefully.
0: Yeah, hopefully.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just wild to think about. And I guess the thing that sticks to me is for tens of thousands of years, there's been slow incremental improvements and developments. But then all of a sudden, I mean, I guess electricity... Was yeah. that one of the biggest keynotes of improving how quickly we can innovate and come up
0: with ideas and what things can do? Yeah I mean well you think too I mean you have brilliant minds like Nikola Tesla that came through and for their time to- and for their time they were too actually too advanced for most people at the time. Which is kind of a strange concept to think. People like, aren't ready for it. Yeah, like Tesla, he was wanting free electricity for everybody. He wanted to use Tesla coils around the world to send electricity through the atmosphere, and then you'd have something similar on your house, and it would just pick that electricity up through the out of the atmosphere and put it into your house.
1: Yeah, free electricity.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that technology still here and around, but just refused to the public for all the... Energy companies, oil and all oh, that. Oh,
0: that's a hundred percent possible. I mean even back then that's the reason they didn't fucking go with it is because it'd be maybe losing money.
1: And so who knows what we actually do have but is being
0: restrained from the public. Well I and even Thomas Edison, as big of a dick he was. Yeah. I mean, he still invented some shit. I mean, the phonograph and everything like that. I mean Yeah. It's just, I don't know, to me, it's crazy how, you know, these people were ahead of their time, but the time wasn't ready for them. So, which hinders progress, too. Right.
1: And, yeah, when you got greed and profit involved, you get something that's going to drastically change the world for the better and help people. But then one of the people that control the economy... Is going to be hindered by it and lose the money and their status. They're going to do everything they
0: can to fight to keep that off. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also back in Europe too that the church hindered invention and stuff too. So along with the Dark Ages, where after the fall of Rome, being a hindrance, then you had the church after that. And like even just like astrological,
1: you know, if it didn't match up with the theology. You weren't allowed to study and do that science.
0: Yeah. So I mean it's just
1: So so hypothetically say the discovery of electricity was one of the keynotes of or keystones of this rapid explosion of technology. Why tech why why electricity then? Was it just a slow buildup of getting all the foundation set for it?
0: I, I- mean, it, it's highly possible because I mean you have to, you have to think of all the things that went into making electricity because you had to have, you know, you had to have copper coils. You had to have mag, you know, magnets that, and then you had to figure out how to switch the polarity. Yeah. and to do this and that and everything just to create electricity that's how they did it back you know how they first started was just hand cranked small little generators essentially to push and i
1: I, would, I guess this goes into three things one thing that i've read which we kind of talked about was agriculture Helped free up people's time to where you could be innovative and have the time to do explore and follow your passions and different things. So if we had more time, then that helps innovation, the spread of ideas and creativity. And then, um, I lost my train of thought. No. Oh, uh, problems. Mm-hmm you really don't come up with great ideas and innovations and everything unless you're trying to solve a problem. So it's kind of like you've, you need modern problems to create modern solutions. Yeah. So it's like the problem wasn't here for us to need this or even want it.
0: Well now, so, there's also the concept of they say that all the knowledge was lost too. Right, like like the Great Reset or whatever the fuck they call it it's got some name but uh, where we had all this advanced technology as in we as in humans and then something happened and then we got wiped back to zero right start all over again so like you know the humans were already super advanced and then all of a sudden bam you're right back to to the stone age (laughs) <laughs> Which I don't know. I, I have a feeling there was some certain things that have been lost through time. Do I necessarily think we got, you know, that far back? No. But I mean and they will never know. Yeah.
1: And what you're telling me, another kinda interesting conspiracy or idea. Is discovery of um, alien technology, terrestrial technology,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is curious to think about and gives us some support, considering what the Nazis were looking for.
0: Well, that and the government, our government, just came out here this week, or well, last week, I guess technically, and said that aliens existed. They literally said they have a department that goes through and re. Reverse engineers alien technology. They did that this week. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, so yeah, that brings up two questions. How long have we known about this? God. And is that part of the great advancement during the Industrial Revolution, and we're just now coming, just now coming to the public? And why now? Why are they wanting to tell us now? Is it because they think we're ready? for to know and understand it now? Or or is it some sort of other hidden agenda? Which one good theory I heard about why aliens and everything is becoming such a big thing in the media and the government and different people Mm -hmm. coming out talking about it. Is it all part of the scam of, hey, let's fake this alien invasion, bring the whole world together, and then we'll have a one-world government.
0: Yeah. And 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 here's where, here's the article on it. It says, U.S. recovered non-human biologics from UFO crash sites, former intel officials say. It says, three military veterans testified in Congress's highly anticipated hearing on UFOs Wednesday, including a former Air Force intelligence officer who claimed the U.S. government has operated a secret multi-decade reverse engineering program of recovered vessels. He also said the U.S. has recovered non-human biologics from alleged crash sites. So That's fascinating. What I
1: mean, I don't even know how to take that. I mean if their technology's here, then they are obviously more advanced. Well
0: because our technology isn't
1: anywhere else.
0: Well you gotta look at it this way, okay? You know uh you know the military bomber planes and stealth bombers? Yeah. They're shaped like a fucking Dorito, flying Dorito. Yeah. We've had Usually them. Usually black. Yeah, we've had them since the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're not new. They're fucking 40 year old technology. And, yeah. and their cross section is like the size of a fucking bumblebee. Cross section. Radar cross section. Oh. Uh. So on radar, they look like the size of a bumblebee. Meaning, they're like, they the radar detects them and says they're like this big. Yeah. And that's 40-year-old technology. So what do they got now? <laughs>
1: All right, and is the reason they have that technology because of this alien technology they've discovered? Yeah.
0: Well, another thing you can look at is this way, okay? The Wright Brothers' first flight was in 1903. First ever airplane left the ground flew like 300 feet. Okay. By 1969, there was a fucking man walking on the moon. That's 66 years. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, just that progression there alone is enough to make you think, like, what the fuck? I mean, even if you look at it from something simpler, okay? The Nazis had fucking jet planes at the end of World War II. In the 40s. That's only fucking 40 years after the first flight. There was fucking jet planes.
1: And the Nazis were looking for alien technology. Yeah. So obviously they already knew something about that way back then. So yeah, maybe alien technology is what sparked you know over tens of thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, now all of a sudden, bam, technology, electricity, everything. is that because of extraterrestrial technology advancements and whatnot? And that could also explain why society's so screwed up because we weren't ready for it. It's like giving a three-year-old a gun to go play with like they're not mature enough for it yet yeah we're not mature for mature enough for all this power and technology we're not mentally emotionally spiritually ready for all
0: that I mean it's I I mean it's just a wild concept to think of, of just the innovation that went through there and then and then all of a sudden, like, if you go from, like, NASA's point of view, the funding got cut. And now we ain't sent, you know, a man to the moon in half fucking long. Yeah.
1: And I remember reading an article during the whole trying to send a man on the moon. that that All that was going on, but it was mainly a decoy. Because a lot of that money and technology was actually going to things they are doing in Antarctica, which supposedly had to do with extraterrestrials and
0: communication and everything well antarctica is a whole nother subject in general yeah because the nazis were trying to get down there and everything everybody you know and there's there's actually a treaty or something involved where they're there people are not allowed to explore antarctica they say there are pyramids in antarctica which goes along with that great reset or whatever theory Mm -hmm. because at one point if if the whole thing about pangaea is correct. Antarctica used to be a tropical climate. They found fossils and stuff there of of shit that was only found in tropical areas. But they they're saying that from some of the pictures they've got like they've after satellites have gone over and if the pictures are real and you look at them it's a four-sided pointed fucking thing.
1: Uh, I ain't some natural mountain.
0: No, cuz it's symmetrical. And nature is not about symmetry.
1: Well, some is like some plant, is plants and different things, but, but in general, yeah.
0: Yeah, like animals and plants, yes, but not rock formations. Yeah. There I don't think there's a rock formation out there that's symmetrical because of erosion.
1: Yeah. I would love to just know what's being kept from us,
0: like in the Vatican secret archives. Yeah. 100%.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and that leads on to thank me.
1: To thank me <laughs> leads me to think, um, you know, it's got to go hand in hand with say what the Vatican's keeping, which would mainly be history things, spiritual things, things about the reality of human nature and our potential. Then you got what the government's keeping of physically what's out there and technology and all this different stuff. And it leads me to think of some of these conspiracies of, yeah, we're actually, you know, reality isn't what we're being taught to perceive it. And we're actually a lot more than just human. And we have these capabilities. If only we knew we'd get out of the trap and... So like we're deliberately being kept ignorant so we can be kept slaved in this sort of quote-unquote simulation of a world. And, you know, that, that's kind of their explanation of, you know, why can, when people see UFOs and different stuff, they're there and then bam, they're not. They're there, bam, they're not. Or like with ghosts or demons or whatever, they're there and then they're not. Or you see them, but they're walking through things yeah well it, it's not s- really supernatural if you see the world as this sort of holographic simulation energy thing then it's like well they're just on different frequencies so you got these extraterrestrials or whatever that understand this then you're just in this different frequency band where you're there but you're just not on there so it's like you get two radio frequencies that can be in the exact same space but not interfere because the frequencies are that
0: different well that and then there's the parallel universe theory too yeah where that's what some of them say is that them aliens aren't even from our, our dimension our dimension and they just they figured out how to hop from one dimension to another and so they jump from their dimension to our dimension and back to theirs which is why they don't they don't take off, you know. what I mean, like you don't—they just they're there and then they're not. Yeah. Hmm. Wild well, to think about.
1: Yeah. Lots being
0: kept from us. And I don't think that's right. No. No, I mean, at some aspect, it is hard because some people—some people just plain won't won't understand or will or will like completely wig out about it you know what I mean yeah like there will be a percentage of the population that does but at the same time the information still shouldn't be kept from you just because you're worried about people losing their mind yeah so I mean that I don't know (coughs) but yeah well it just it's a very weird concept all the way around basically everything we've talked about today (laughs) I mean kind of a a lot to think about. Yeah, really. I
1: mean, their, their kind of idea, say, then, of keeping it from us would be like if you're in a job and one person does something stupid or something, so instead of taking it away from them, they take it away from everybody. Yeah. It's like, well, just because some people may not be able to handle it or whatever. I mean, I'm a human being. I'm alive. Is it not my right to know what the hell I am and what life is?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You may never know. The world may never know. But
1: sounds like maybe we're about to know a lot more if they're coming out with stuff.
0: Government and that. Yeah, which that might be a distraction from something else. Exactly.
1: Ah, oh, it's too much to think about. <laughs> too <laughs> you know, much. Too much. The moment for you think you're on to something, you're like, well, maybe that's a decoy. <laughs> What's well, really going on? It don't help
0: matters. We've had a long, long morning already.
1: Yeah, we had a very long morning.
0: We should have been recording like four Two hours, hours ago, <laughs> almost four hours ago. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, you really start thinking about it because, like, there there was a quote from that John Wayne said, and said, "Life's hard. It's a lot harder if you're stupid." I think that's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, ignorance is bliss, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think that's more along the lines of ignorance is bliss yeah maybe back in the day it was harder if you were stupid because people fucking call you out, you know, yeah, but it seems like in modern day modern day ignorance is bliss,
1: and it kind of just you know what what's what's your goal? Is it just joy, happiness, peace, fulfillment? You know, those are all sensations and feelings. And do you need to know all this quote-unquote secret knowledge to have that? No. Then what's it matter, ultimately? Yeah. It'd be nice to know just for the knowledge and sake of knowledge itself, but is it going to make your life better?
0: Yeah, are you actually, is there anything you can do about it? Yeah. You know, that, that's the big thing. Like, okay, what if you find out aliens are real? What do you do? What do you do with that information? right it'll change your
1: perceptions on beliefs and how you view mm-hmm. the world and everything but i mean which could be helpful for different things but ultimately when you go down to your foundations you know what's true is pretty simple i mean you're here you're conscious you're alive
0: yeah it's, and like, it's, it's do like what you do it's like we've talked to like our knights templar Our nice Templar uh, episode. What if they did discover the Americas? What, I mean, what does it really change?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it changes history.
1: But how does it affect you? Yeah, how does it change your life? It changes your perceptions and changes your outlook on things, which could then change your behavior. Which I'm not
0: pro them keeping anything from us. I'm just saying at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's an issue and it shouldn't be, but at the end of the day, there is probably more pressing issues to be focused on than that. Yeah.
1: I mean, you can still be happy and fulfilled and do the right thing without it.
0: Without knowing all that. Yeah, 100%. But it would be nice to know. It would be. (laughs) Especially if you're you're a big history buff or something. It would be... Worth its weight in gold, really. Sometimes, if you just to know it, just that way you can put your mind to rest. Yeah,
1: and and I guess really it would shape your things. To say your perception is based off of these beliefs, and then you get information that oh, all these beliefs were wrong and everything, and these new belief, beliefs are put in shape. It's going to change your perception, and now you might think, you know what? Screw. What I'm doing in life right now, this ain't worth it. I got a new goal, a new vision, a new desire, or something. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like if you're in a relationship and then you find out the person that's been hurting you in secret this whole time was the one you're dating. You know, well, that'd probably be something you need to know. Oh, so, yeah. likewise, if your government's doing all this or these powers that are be are the ones hurting you. And now you know, well, you know what? I'm not gonna listen to them or do any of this anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's probably well the best way you can put it. So, well, hopefully that gives you a lot of food for thought. Yeah, get y'all's brain fired up and working.
1: <laughs> Move on to what, our, our random facts, Sorry. weird facts. Our
0: weird fact of the day.
1: want me to go first? Sure. This one's about... um, I got two of them. I'll I'll choose this one. The unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. And they chose it because of Celtic mythology. Because it's uh, symbolic of dominance and bravery. As well as purity and innocence. Huh. So it's more of a symbolic meaning and creature, just from a mythological one than a real one.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then my uh, weird fact is, so essentially the current iteration of the U.S. flag uh, was designed as a how would I put it designed as a class pro or a school project. As, from one student, and he actually this was before I think there was only forty eight states when it was designed, or something, something like that. And uh, he got a B minus on it on the uh, the project. Well, when his uh, his teacher told him that if you can get it accepted, you know, in DC, I might change it to an A. Well he ended up going and calling DC and Eisenhower was president at the time and Eisenhower approved it as the new United States flag. So our current flag was a B minus <laughs> in a front school project. <laughs> what grade was that? It was I think it was junior Junior year of high school. That's funny. I do believe. So.
1: We're a B minus country.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our flag only got a B minus. I technically got an A after it was accepted. Yeah, after a bet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, and then uh, songs for the week. My song, I'm going to do a little bit of metal. I'm going to do Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Nice. That's a good song. Very nice. Very nice.
1: Mine's, um, I think his name's Brett Denham? Brett something. Brett Denham, I think. But the song's called um, Ain't No Reason Things Are This Way. It's more of a deep thoughtful song of how the world and society and people and everything is and him saying it doesn't have to be this way but it is
0: yeah so. yeah well thank you everybody for listening hopefully you can get over the audio quality we'll try our best here within the next week or so to get some better quality audio back again Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll figure something out Until next time.
0: Yep, y'all take care.